Welcome to The Push, taking you inside the world of wheelchair tennis. Welcome to the episode six of the Push Wheelchair Tennis Podcast, part of the first serve suite of tennis podcasts. I'm Tim Conley, the wheelchair hub manager at Hume Tennis, and I'm thrilled to be hosting this podcast with my co-host, Paralympic athlete Heath Davidson. Heath is a world-renowned wheelchair tennis player who has represented Australia in the Paralympics and has won Grand Slam doubles titles and most recently was named Victorian Disability Tennis Player of the Year and also Victorian Player of the Year. Today, Heath and I will be joined by Tennis Australia's wheelchair lead for tournaments, Daniel O'Neill, as what promises to be our biggest summer of wheelchair tennis ever held here in Australia. Heath, excited about the what's to come? Yeah, g'day boys, how are we? Yeah, really excited to get the Aussie summer underway. Um, hopefully it's a hot one. We've got some great tournaments. I believe we've just got draw sizes increased at all events for us. So that's awesome. So we can have more of the best players in the world come out and um, hit the shores and play some tennis. So, mate, I guess before we head on to what's coming up ahead, what about where you've just been and the the world championships over there in Spain? How did you go and what, what took place? Yeah, so we went over and played the end-of-year finals called the Wheelchair NEC Masters. Um, played in the singles and the doubles. Had a pretty rough singles singles run. Um, the way it works is you've got two pools of four, and I was unlucky enough to get Niels and Guy Sasson in my and Donald in my pool. Um, unfortunately, didn't really play the best singles tennis of my life. Um, had a bit going on leading into the Masters. I got protested against, so I had to get reclassified into my division. Um, but lucky enough, and um, so someone didn't catch you walking around or anything, did they? Is that what, nah, happened? what was I mean, on? look, now that I have been reclassed, I can never be classed again. So I am going to start walking around and just <laughs> really go with it. But um, yeah, no, nah, just I think they're reevaluating everyone in the top 10 just to make sure everyone's legit. Um, and yeah, got, got through. So that's awesome. And um, yeah, and then obviously had the doubles masters on at the same time. And me and my partner, Robert Shaw, we've had a pretty, pretty wicked year. And um managed to make it to the final but lost to those Dutch boys again. So they seem to be seem to be a bit of hard work those two. But um happy that happy that we got to the final and just another another tick box um for me and Robbie. It is with the stellar year that we've had. Yeah. Well, mate, I guess when you look at the results and you know, obviously you, you had three challenging matches, but just how strong now the quads the quads are, right? Yeah, it's definitely um, definitely getting a lot better. It's different from back in the day when I first came and the top four was like Dylan, David and Lapo. I mean, not, not taking anything away from those guys, but I think the competition these days has just got a lot better, um, a lot more professional. We're all, we're all professional athletes and we're working really hard to improve the quality of quad tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and mate, just on some of the other results over there, like just talk us through that. Like there was some um, some tight matches, right? And Yui nearly took out the women's. Yeah, Yui did the same thing that she did at the Aussie Open this year. She blasted the first set, and then um, unfortunately, Dita's just Dita and come back and was too strong. Um, Yui and KG won the doubles for the women's, and then Alfie Alfie regained number one in the world and. 
won the Masters for the men. And then obviously the two United Kingdom boys, I was going to say Englishmen, but one of them is Scotsman. So we'll go with United (laughs) Kingdom boys. Um, They took out the doubles, but um, highlight of my my tournament being there was watching Gustavo be back and just playing some unreal tennis. He obviously had some mad injuries earlier in the year and um, had some surgery, which didn't go well. And it's just really good to see him back playing great tennis. He's a beast on clay. So, yeah, it's cool. And um, obviously just having the best players in the world. You had Stefan Houdet back playing some unbelievable doubles. Dude's dude's a freak for what he like what he can do. He's what I think he's 50, 54 or something. And he's still one of the best in the world and just, yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, all in all, great tennis. One thing I will say though, Timmy boy, it was windier than Hume, which I didn't think was possible. Um, we literally played in a full-blown cyclone. They had to cancel or postpone matches because it was too windy. I never heard that happen before. Um, I reckon we need to implement that rule in January for Hume because <laughs> it blows a gale down there. But um, yeah, no, it was it was cool to be over there. I'd never been to Barcelona before, so cool to cool to have a look around and um, yeah. hang out with some friends and just happy that the year's over, to be honest with you. Before we touch on that, because then, but then just before you left, um, the Tennis Victoria Awards were on at Kuyong and we, we caught up there and, mate, you were truly and deservedly recognised for what an amazing year you've had. So named Disability um, Wheelchair or player of the year and Victorian tennis player of the year, which also took in all able bodies. What is, what does those awards mean to you? I mean, the, the big one means the world to me, obviously just to be recognized with the able bodied athletes. Um, I think I said at the nukes last year in my speech that um, first and foremost, I'm a professional athlete, just like everybody else. Um, And I guess the wheelchair is just a part of me. So to be named the actual Victorian Player of the Year is amazing and the Most Outstanding Athlete with a Disability Award, that's always awesome and I'm honoured to receive it. But I just, I mean, for me, the Player of the Year was huge um, because I think it just means that we're starting to normalise people with disabilities and we're getting recognised like professional athletes. So that's awesome and um Shout out to all the other finalists in both categories. Um, they've had all stellar years. And I do believe, I do believe that, did did Hume Tennis Centre win something as well? Hey, mate, we're going to talk about that a lot later. We've only got like about 15 minutes here for the wheelchair and then we're going to get on to um, <laughs> yeah, Hume winning the, the club of the year. And so, yeah, so we, but we won't, we don't want to waste too much time on that right now. We'll come back to that a little bit later. Wait. <laughs> so, hey, mate, well, Let's let's bring in Daniel O'Neill. Like Daniel, we both know really well, and um, is the wheelchair lead for tournaments in Australia, and he's got a massive summer of tennis coming up. Um, and I'm sure he can let us know what's going on and everything. Dan, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, looking forward to chatting all things uh, wheelchair tennis and the Australian Summer Series. So, Dan, I guess the first thing just just on the weekend we had the national titles. Um, which I know you were running down there at the at the National Tennis Centre. How did that go? And you know what what players in Australia do we have look forward to seeing play this summer? Yeah, it was really exciting. Obviously, the national championships are a, a great time of year, and uh, it kind of is the start of us turning our attention to 
um, the summer and uh, we had some re exciting results with um, you know, Anderson Parker taking, taking out the men's singles, um, Hayley Slocum winning the, uh, the women's singles, Heath taking out the quads um, and Yassin Hill winning the juniors. So um, they, were, they were some obviously the, the players that won titles. But yeah, I mean, an exciting group of juniors coming through too when you look at obviously Jim Woodman in the juniors and the quads. Um, you've got Sonny Renison, Arlo Shawcross. So some of these names, hopefully we'll start to see them in the future as they uh, start to develop and come through the programs here um, at TA and, and obviously at the other uh, wheelchair hubs around Australia. Well, I think one of the great initiatives that Tennis Australia brought in this year was the 14 and under singles. And I think that's as a result of the quality of the young juniors coming through. So how did that event go? Yeah, really exciting. We, um, we, I suppose, off the back of all the juniors that are coming through those programs, um, you know, we used to only have, you know, four or five juniors playing in the Open Junior event in the under-18s, and now to see 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 at some of these ITF and, and national events, it was an idea born out of the, uh, the coaches, and, and they wanted to give those younger players an opportunity to kind of play in their own age group, and um, so I think it was really exciting that they were able to get that extra competitive opportunity and, um, and they really showcased what, uh, what is coming in the future, which is really exciting. Yeah. So, so, so you're at the Worlds and then you come back to the Nationals and, and see our players. Like, how exciting is it for you as being the doyen of wheelchair tennis or a mentor for all these players? Like, is it exciting for what, you know, compared to when you were coming through? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we're, I was coming through, we didn't have really anything like this or just the sheer size of something like this. So it was awesome to be down there. I mean, I'm going to have to speak to Daniel privately about scheduling because I reckon I played more games of tennis over the weekend than I have all year, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I played in the quad draw. It's the second time we've ever had a quad draw um, at the Nationals. So got to play some of our new quads. Um and one of my good friends, Jin, who is only 13, um, hopefully he can continue to play and gave me a little bit of a run for my money in that first set. Um, and, yeah, just hopefully he's going to be my doubles partner eventually if I continue to keep playing because I'm getting old and sore. So, But, um, yeah, the highlight of my weekend, obviously, was just being out on court with all of those guys. And then the under-14s, my favourite Australian tennis player is Sonny. Um, and he took out the under-14s. And the final against Arlo that he had was awesome. It was wicked to see two young fellas just bashing balls around and, um, yeah, playing some really good tennis. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to work on a little bit of technique because Sonny seems to hit forehands like Del Potro, winds up for a week before he hits it. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, it's just cool. It's really cool to be out there and see and um, – see the talent that we've got coming through. We've got some great females. We've got some great quads and we've got obviously great men as well. And um, had a couple of messages from some of the young guys after the weekend asking me some tips and tricks to try and get their wheelchairs faster and all of that and um, what sort of wheelchair I use and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's really cool. And if um, just sort of feel honoured that those guys and girls look up to me as a bit of a role model and, um, just yeah, if I can help in any way moving forward with those those fellas and ladies, then yeah. I'm more than happy to. Yeah, and Anderson Parker taking out the national title is you know like Ben Weeks would have held that title for I'm not sure how many years, but obviously that's a bit of a changing of the guard. 
Definitely changing of the guard. And not only that, he was 5-1 down in the third set and just played unbelievable. Um, it's one of those things. Like when you're down and out, it looks like you're down and out. You've got nothing to lose. So you sort of like free up a little bit. And he did and just kept going. So yeah. it was a hell of a tiebreaker in that third set. And um super happy that he got it done. Like he's improved a lot over the past year since he's been really training. And um good to see that somebody young has taken the title and um hopefully moving forward he can continue playing some good tennis and get his world ranking up there and potentially might be able to play an AO at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look at this weekend or last weekend really kicks off like this this huge summer of wheelchair tennis in Australia. I know in December we we have the national camp which will be up in Bendigo, uh, where all players will come from, you know, all over Australia to train prior to you know it's kicking off in Jan. So, Dan, back to you then. Tell us about this. You know what what's going on in Jan and and why this promises to be one of our biggest summers and you know what what's how the draw sizes. Yeah, and why is this going to be so big? Yeah, it's really exciting. Obviously, the the AO um, draw size for the quads has increased to 16. So we've got 16 men, 16 women, and 16 quads coming out. So that's super exciting for the for the AO and for Grand Slams across the world. But the, the knock-on effect is that uh, we've applied to the ITF to get bigger draw sizes for lead-in events. And, you know, we want more players to know that they're able to get directly into the draws. And so they've agreed to, to extend the draws outside of what their normal regulations are, which is uh, really exciting. So we've got 32 men, 32 women, and 24 quads at both events. And that just gives those international players surety of being able to get into both events so they can plan their Aussie summer and, and know that they're in and, and come out, out here and enjoy a big summer out here with us. So... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see more players um, out here than ever before. The interest since we've opened up entries has been unbelievable. And, um, yeah, it, it all points towards a really exciting summer of, of wheelchair tennis. Yeah, and, and I think it's important just also for everyone to know just just the investment that Tennis Australia make into these events. So just, you know, for the players that do come out, um, you know, what 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 entitlements do they get to? Are the Tennis Australia's helping them with their travel, etc.? Yeah, so all the all the AO players who get into main draw get a get a travel grant, and then there's uh, we're also doing a, a travel grant to both the the leading events. Um, you know, they get a lot of um, food and things paid for at the AO and the leading events, and um, so a lot of these things help them to be able to travel. Obviously, it's a huge cost to come out here with flights and things, and and we want to make sure that we get the best players out here and, and competing um, at our events just to be able to showcase it in the best way possible. Yeah. So we have, and 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 the wheelchair, the Victorian Wheelchair Tennis Open um, kicks off on, on January the 8th. And then we also have the Melbourne Wheelchair Tennis Open, which starts on the 14th. And that's the Melbourne, which is the Super Series, which is the week before the Australian Open has has been extended to six days. So Yeah, it's really exciting as well. Like to be able to go to six days and I think that matches all the other super series around the world. So that'll allow that, especially with the bigger draw sizes, to be able to spread out those first couple of rounds and and um you know we'll help the players with their preparation for the AO as well. Yeah. And what are some of the other initiatives that that have been introduced this year for the for the players to enjoy? 
Well, we'll, uh, well, obviously, we're going to extend the uh, the amount of match courts with the obviously with the um, amount of um, players we'll have out here. So that'll help us with our scheduling. Um, uh, other um, developments will um, be will um, add ball changes in line with the AO, so the players are able to get used to what the conditions will be like at the AO. Um, we're also bringing in equal prize money for men, women, and quads at both events. So that's that's really exciting for us to be able to offer. So no matter what the um, number of players that come out in each of the draws, um, we'll guarantee across our entire summer that it'll be equal prize money. Whichever, whatever round you make, um, the prize money will be same whether you're a, a man, woman or a quad. So that's that's really exciting as well. Yeah. And, um, mate, I was trying to lead you to um, in between the two events this year, between the Victorian Wheelchair Tennis and Melbourne Wheelchair Tennis Open. Yeah, that's, that's another exciting piece, I think, um, and, a, and a piece that I think the players are going to love. So we're going to try and do some off, off-site activities um, on that middle Saturday to give the players a bit of a taste of Melbourne while they're here. You know, usually it's all tennis, 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 but to be able to, you know, get them off-site to whether it's the cricket or, or the zoo or maybe down to St Kilda, um, we'll offer those opportunities to the players to, um, to give them that quintessential taste of Melbourne. So, so he, and I guess when you're traveling, mate, sometimes you just feel like you go from the hotel to the court, right? So, you know, you think that's an issue that the players will enjoy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's only one tournament, other tournament in the world that does something like that, and that's French Riviera. Their Super Series, they um, they on the weekend of the finals for the players that are out and are competing, they um, like put on buggy rides or you can go skydiving and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. So they go above and beyond for the players over there, um, which is cool. And it's just really cool to see that um, Tennis Australia um, are investing in some stuff for us and making it enjoyable like they do for the Able Bods. It's, it's, it's really cool. And um, I can't thank Daniel enough for being on the forefront of pushing for us and trying to help us out, which is, which is amazing. I know that, you know, we're lucky enough at Hume to work closely with with Daniel and the team at Tennis Australia. And also, you know, now as we get closer, um, look forward to not only delivering the tournament, but just catching up with all the players. Like, so, mate, you know, like, I know you see them, I guess, intermittently throughout the year. Like, how fun is it then to have them actually back here in Australia on your own patch? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's one of those things, obviously, we see each other a lot and we've I formed friendships, really good friendships with a few players and just to have them at home, like they all come to my house for barbecues and like hang out and just being able to take them out for dinners and stuff like that. Whereas like when I'm away over in like Europe and stuff like that, I don't know any really cool places to go or anything like that. So it's always cool to just be in your backyard and be able to give suggestions. And obviously I've got my car. So if we need to give people lifts and stuff like that, so, yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time with, with Rob and Rob um, actually last year came to a Netflix premiere with me when they um, did the next uh, Netflix premiere for the, the tennis show, which was cool um, and just really cool to be able to give people some of those experiences that they might not get at home because I guess down here, um, down here, I do have a little bit of like, I guess you would say, I, I'd say I'm probably like a, w grade celebrity so like not very high up on the rung but i do get invited to some cool shit so um, <laughs> pretty cool to be able to take some friends and stuff and show people how we do it at home and i think personally i think we do it probably the best in the world 
when it comes to um, the Australian Open especially. It's my favourite tournament of the year um, and I believe it's probably close to 95% of everybody else's favourite tournament. You, Tim, down at Hume, you do a bloody great job, man. We're there for two weeks. It doesn't get stale, which I think was really one of the things that everyone was worried about when we found out that we were doing two weeks out there. Keep it entertaining. There's always things to do. You have the big open day, I believe, when we're down there and the big, like, everyone comes down and watch. It's one of the only tournaments that we actually get fans at, which is crazy when you think about it. Like, Craigieburn's not exactly in the centre of town, so it's pretty cool to see that people come out and watch wheelchair tennis, and I think that's just got a lot to do with the promotion and stuff that you guys do. So thank you for that. And um, we love you guys down there, man. And the facility is amazing. There's lots of courts. Club rooms are big. There's about 15 disabled bathrooms, which is always a bonus when you've got a massive wheelchair tournament. And yeah, the food's great. It's like home cooked meals every day. It's amazing. I know that particularly with the meals that, that with athletes, as long as the athletes are fed well, then usually they're they're happy, right? True that. Just looking ahead that we do have the Victorian Wheelchair Tennis Open, which starts on January the 8th. And, you know, Dan, look, one of the things we have trying to do is align for, so for the players that each at the AO, they start at 11. So the play each day starts at 11. And um, we always in the afternoon, sort of from five o'clock, try to have some sort of showcase after work match for people to come and enjoy like mate are you able to give us an insight on you know the level of player that we can expect particularly um leading into the australian open yeah look i I don't think we'll miss anyone in the top 20 that's for sure i think you know all the best players are are planning to come out to australia and uh, i think you know we we are able to showcase especially those you know after work time slots um you know some of the best doubles in the world which is fantastic you know you're going to see your Takeda Oders, your Elfie Hewitts, your Gordon Reeds, um, Stefan Houdays, and then on the women's side, your Dita de Groots, your Anique Van Coots, um, Yui Kimiji, and then obviously the quads. You know, we got Neil, Sam, Heath Davidson, obviously starring in that time slot. So um, we we get the best uh, players in the world out here, and it's just an unbelievable showcase of the sport. And and we just want more people if they can pop down and have a look and. Um, see the event. It'd be really uh, great to see them there. Heath, what what are your goals, mate? You, you took out the Victorian Wheelchair Tennis Open last year. Like, what what would be what you know? What what are you looking forward to in the summer? And what what are your goals? Look, other than taking out that first tournament, mate, the rest of my Aussie summer was garbage. So, um, <laughs> pretty happy that I got the first win of the year last year. But um, this year might be a bit different with. The bigger draw sizes, obviously, we may get Neil, Sam, Guy, Sasson and all that out for the first one. Um, if that's the case, just hopefully I can play some good tennis. But honestly, man, I'm just – next year's for me, it's a lead into the Paralympics. I just want to enjoy myself and play as much as I can to try and get myself into the best position that I can for the Paralympics, um, being in September next year or late August. So just going to get out there, man put my best effort forward and if that means that I can play in a final or two or whatever then so be it just really really keen to be back playing on home soil in um, my favorite state in the world which is Melbourne and um, just yeah keen I know and, and look you just touched on that there the it's the Paralympics year and which is a massive year for um, Paralympians and um, both the Victorian and the Melbourne I know are, are qualifying events Dan, does, are you able to let us know that 
Is the Australian Open also a qualifying? Are they all qualifying events for Paralympics? And and he, yep. what are the requirements for people to bet, you know, for the players to actually qualify for the Olympics? I'm sure a lot of people will be interested to know. So qualification period for us runs 12 months prior to um, cutoff date. So cutoff date was the day after Wimbledon this year, or start date was the day after Wimbledon, which sucks for me because I made the Wimbledon final. So that five, 600 mm. points would have been real handy. Um, but yeah, so within a 12-month period, you accumulate ranking points and then those ranking points go towards your ranking, which gives you the seeds for the Paralympics. And that finishes, that will finish the day after Wimbledon. So as of the day after Wimbledon, they will be the seeds for the Paralympics and you go from there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty handy. What ranking do you have to have to qualify? So doubles for the quads is going to be pretty hard this year due to the fact that there's only one team currently that auto qualifies because for the Paralympics, we have 16 players in the quad draw, um, 12 automatic entries, and then we give four wild cards out. So the four wild cards usually go to players to make doubles teams. But even if that's the case, we're still only going to have four or five teams. So I know the IPC and the ITF have been talking and um, we're hoping and fingers crossed that they are going to award extra wild cards so we can have a full doubles draw, which has never happened in the Paralympics before. Um, so that would be really cool. So um, potentially myself could have... Uh, Finn Broadbent or Jin, somebody like that, come over and um, play doubles with me, which would be pretty handy because, I mean, I've only played two Paralympics and I've medaled in both of them. So I'd hate to not have the opportunity to do it again. Obviously, this time, I guess it'd be a little bit different because I don't have my best mate Dill on the court with me. But yeah. um, more than happy to, more than happy and just super keen to be out there with whoever competing for a medal. It's at Roland Garros this year, which is really cool. So, Roland Garros are going to host it. So it'll be on clay, which will be unreal. And um, yeah, it'll just be cool. Hopefully we can get some more players in the Aussie team because currently it's just myself. Yeah. I know Ben Weeks is uh, working really hard to try and get some ranking points to um, get himself automatic entry. And I mean, look, Andy Parker. It's so mate, what, what is automatic entry? Hey, automatic so entry for the men, I believe, is 32 because they've all reduced draw sizes a little bit due to the fact that court availability at Roland Garros is not as great as like it's like Australian Open or whatever. We've just got so many courts. Roland Garros is a little bit uh, less. It's smaller and the access to the venue is not ideal for wheelchairs. So I think they're trying to keep it all in one sector so we don't have to use lift and go lifts and go up and down so yeah and hopefully we can get some ladies there too we've just got to continue on and yeah just see how we go dan just before we go just to wind up i, I know before you you worked in the wheelchair space you were um you looked after the membership there at, at kuyong and so you so you've gone from looking after the members at kuyong to now um looking after people in wheelchair sport like what what's the difference and what's the same you know like when you're you know, those Kuyong members can, can be a bit demanding. What about the wheelchair players? No, the wheelchair players are pretty good. I um, I, I did enjoy my, my 17 years at Kuyong. Uh, and look, to me, tennis is tennis. And, and I've really enjoyed the change coming across to working wheelchair tennis. I think that 
the best bit is the people. I, I absolutely love the people in wheelchair tennis. So um, it makes every day enjoyable. And you know, I think the thing is they are really appreciative of what you do for them and um, in terms of putting on these events. So I think that makes it really rewarding and enjoyable. And, and they're just good people. You know, the families and everything involved just makes wheelchair tennis a lot of fun. So yeah, do, do enjoy my day-to-day job. It's good fun. We have a new coach out at Hume who's in the wheelchair space and she came into to the the National Tennis Centre on Sunday and 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 Jin, who's a, a Hume member, was playing Yasin in the final. And so Jin didn't have any Hume stuff on, but Yas actually had the the Hume shirt on. And and she came out and she said to me, she said, was was he actually trying to get in Jin's mind by wearing the Hume shirt and like trying to, you know, and it's like, and I had to explain to her, I said, look, it it is such an amazing community in that you know, Heath, you'll know this, that you'll you'll play and you'll have this fierce contest and then you come straight off and you're just great mates. Like it, there is so much to be learned about sport from the way that, that wheelies, you know, and people, you know, people with disabilities, like everyone's connected. Yeah. And I mean, I think as well, like down at Hume, because you guys are the national hub and you guys have camps throughout the year, we're all there and we're all spending time there. So we all are a big family, um, really. I mean, it's tough and some players are better at playing playing each other than others like I always struggle back in the day playing Dylan because Dylan would have the same attitude when he played me as he did when he played say David Wagner and that was his biggest nemesis on the tour and I just like he used to get so into it and so like carried away and vocal and I'm sitting there and I'm like bro like what are you talking about you're playing me for crying out loud you don't have to show off to the crowd or be a dick sort of thing um so some players are better at it than others. I mean, I'm starting to after working with the sports like like every match is its own match. Doesn't matter who's on the other side of the court. Your job is to go out there and get the job done. But yeah, it's always fun. I don't think uh, I don't think Yasser's Hume tennis shirt was to get in the mind of Jim. Um, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, he was talking a big game prior to the match, and Jin's playing really good, man. Like Jin, Jin's one of my faves. He's He's a 13-year-old kid that loves tennis, yeah. constantly asking to play doubles with me and just wants to learn and he's bloody good, like really good for it. He was much better than me when I was 13. So hopefully there's some big things coming for for that young man. And same as Yas. Yas is nearly turning 17, playing great tennis. I get to play with Yas a little bit during the week. Um, he comes, comes down and does a couple of squads. And I mean, for me, it's great because these guys are all up and coming, fit strong um hitting really good balls so i mean it, it helps me improve as well so i'm more than happy to spend as much time as i can with the younger younger fellas and just yeah, help them improve and they help me improve um, yeah. vice versa yeah yeah it's 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 such a an exciting time and i know from when we first sort of started to get involved in the sport in 2016 to now just just the growth and and the involvement and the yeah the, the growing community but and and as we're so lucky out at Hume that we get to meet the the world community of of wheelchair players and that whatever we see down at the nationals compared to on the globe it, it is it's all the same and so particularly you know we encourage anyone who wants to come out and see some incredible tennis in January to make sure one they get out to Hume but then two in the second week of the AO to to get in and and to support you but but as all just just enjoy like you say world-class tennis it doesn't matter whether you're in a chair or not it is incredible tennis yeah definitely and um that's a big thanks to tennis australia ct daniel 
um, for always fighting for the wheelies and pushing, pushing, pushing us forward, which is awesome. Um, we were the first ever slam to have a final on center court, which is amazing. We increased draw sizes before anyone else. We just, yeah. And we do an all, all abilities day, which I believe is on the 24th um, in January, which is just anyone with a disability, whether it's an amputee, whether it's cerebral palsy, whether it's visually impaired, hearing impaired or in a wheelchair, like, Everyone comes down and tries it out. It's unreal. Yeah, please get down if you can to Hume um, to watch the leading events. It's always good. Hume run a great show. It's one of the only tournaments that has commentary and streaming for finals. And AO is just, it's a party really. So sort of turned into a music festival, three-week music festival that happens to have some tennis. So it's, um, <laughs> it's awesome. And I think that's why everyone loves it. And if yeah. I'm out, you can find me in the Cooper's tent drinking beers. <laughs> um, so look mate we, we're going to wrap it up but i want to dan thanks so much for joining us we're we're looking forward to just a, a huge summer and i know um we're going to see a lot of each other and um over those two weeks in jan and it, and it is it is a marathon but but we do look forward to it and what we work forward to all year so thanks so much no, thanks thanks for having me guys obviously um really appreciate the time and and always good to chat wheelchair tennis and and the summer so really looking forward to a, a big summer of tennis Heath this is our last one for the year how's it been for you like hanging out well we're meant to be hanging out once a month yeah last month got a bit chaotic obviously um that's probably on me I obviously got that letter of protest which sort of consumed my life and I had to go yeah. get medical stuff done and speak to lawyers and all that stuff in case it didn't go well but fortunately mm. enough I'm still in the quad division so yeah I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast with you Timmy boy and i um, really keen to keep it going and grow it for next year. Yeah so look I guess one that if anyone wants to catch up on any other podcasts from throughout the year we've had some some great guests like who was your favorite guest? Like I don't want to my favorite them. guest, honestly, probably Wags. I don't love Dave. Like yeah. he's one of the OGs, Godfathers of quad tennis. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's tough for me because everyone that we've yeah, had I on, I'm pretty good spot. mates with. That's so. terrible. That's like asking you to choose your favorite child. It's all right. Her. Nah, I mean, I think January's podcast we'll obviously probably do together up at Hume when I'm with you, and I believe I've got a special somebody coming in for the January run. About time um, delivered. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can have a have a have a guy that used to be used to be a pretty damn good tennis player um, <laughs> get on here and um, shoot the shit. Yeah, well, look, I guess both of us. We look, we want to express our gratitude to you know Brett Phillips, who's you know created this suite of tennis podcasts and and for including wheelchair tennis. Like, you know, part of my motivation for doing this is also that you know if anyone ends up in a wheelchair and that they actually understand that you know that you guys live an incredible life and it's just a different way of of living and that these opportunities that then there are when you are in a wheelchair to play elite elite sport yeah i mean that's sort of my whole goal with this like with everything that i do as much as i am a wheelchair tennis player um i'm a professional athlete and i want everybody to recognize and it be normal to see people with disabilities on tv to see t people with disabilities at mainstream tournaments and just living everyday life like where they said we're equals which is sort of how it's going and i'm 
as, as much as I can promote that, I will. And um, as I said before, thank you to Daniel and Tennis Australia and Craig Tiley um, and yourself, Tim, for allowing us to feel welcomed and feel like we are equals to the able-bodied athletes. So, yeah, big thank you to you guys. Well, mate, look, I look forward to seeing you a lot over the summer. And I just want to thank for everyone for listening to the year. And we look forward to even a bigger and better year next year and look forward to seeing you in 2024. Peace out, guys. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.